get ready for our second season of our Inspired Podcast, a podcast made to have conversations centered around being designed by God to discover and dwell. Whatever season in life you're in, you will pick up helpful insight, thoughts to think on throughout the week, and leave this episode feeling inspired to know God in deeper ways. I'm Jessica, and I'm on the Inspired team here at X Church, and I'm joined with my last year's hostess, Janice. But we have new and exciting news in this first episode about a new friend we have joining us for this whole season. Listen in to see who it is. Today, we're sharing a brand new straight out of the oven episode about New Year's goals. Now, I get it. New Year's goals can be a little cringy, but listen on because we kind of throw out the norms of goals and approach a new way of thinking through what you want your year to look like. Welcome back to our inspired podcast. Hello, hello. It's it been so a while good to be back. <laughs> I know. Wow. It's been it's been a minute. Last time, you know, we were on here, we were leading up to the conference and then we had that the our first ever inspired conference and it was so amazing. Incredible. Yeah. It, was it was so, so good. It was so good. I loved um I mean, we just there was so many uh, friendships made, so much community established. Janice, do you know off the top of your head how many people from the conference yeah. signed up for an inspired circle? Yeah, we had 90 women sign up for to wow. be in an inspired circle coming out of the conference. That is like amazingly incredible. Yeah. And um and they were just they were just all kinds of different combinations of women, mm-hmm. you know, that yeah. found fellowship together and studied uh, a really great book called In His Image by Jan, Jen Wilkin mm-hmm. about that how we so are to good. reflect the image of God. And um, I know that a lot of a lot of the women really got a lot of it. New friendships were formed, yes. and, which is the best part. Yeah. I think my inspired circle was probably the best thing to come out of that season for me yeah. because of those different. Mm-hmm. We had age range from 15 to, I think, 40s or 50s. Mm-hmm. And just to have all yeah, of those perspectives too. on so many different aspects of our lives were, I mean, it was just amazing. So I know we definitely. had age range from 19 to 67 or 68, yes. and it was so fun. It was so oh, fun. Wow. I loved it. Community of women. I yeah. know. Well, that's awesome best. that we had that many mm-hmm. launch into Inspired Circles. There, We're going to do, um, you know, they, they ended around the holidays. All yeah. of them kind of had a natural ending. And uh, what is really going to be cool is our 2022 year coming up we're yes. gonna have more inspired circles um so don't miss out on social media yeah. and the podcast we're gonna be dropping details as we go but um i wanted to janice i think we should introduce our our <laughs> new girl like yeah but they are hearing a third voice yes. and they're either thinking i'm getting really good at being a ventriloquist or something yes. or, or whatever so yes we need to introduce megan hello megan terrell <laughs> Right. Yep. Terrell. Terrell. I also will respond to Terrell, Terrell. but the correct pronunciation okay. is Terrell. Terrell. Although it's soon to be Grub. So yes. we don't really have you to argue ring about on that the finger. pronunciation. <laughs> Tell us a little Six bit about months. yourself. So I started going to X Church a year ago. I'm 23. I went to college at OSU, graduated with a degree in biology, 
and I actually like flipped career paths here last year and now I am working towards getting my teaching license for biology or high school science. Um, I just got engaged last year, so Ooh. I'm knee-deep in wedding planning. <laughs> Actually, it feels like full-body-deep in wedding planning. <laughs> There's no such yes. thing as knee-deep <laughs> wedding planning. Yeah. So You're that's just in all in. Uh-huh. Or, yeah. yeah. So we got about six months until we can finally make that happen. So, yeah, lots of exciting things this year. What I mean, This is kind of random, but what made you flip careers? I mean, so, like, yeah, that's, that's a, a big... really good question. So I, when I was younger, I knew that I either wanted to be a teacher or a doctor. And a lot of my family members have been in healthcare, And the sound of doctor in the family or Megan's going to be a doctor. I just stuck with it and I ran with it. And I Hashtag think that, goals. yes, hashtag goals <laughs> <laughs> that I changed 10 years later, but it's fine. <laughs> So I think that I just really liked the sound of that. Um, And it was something that my family really wanted for me. And honestly, I loved the thought of the salary, like Uh, doctor's salary, hello. So that was really what drove me all the way through college, Um, which is how I ended up with a degree in biology. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And afterwards, I... I grew up in church, but in college, I went through a little bit of a deconstruction phase and ended up falling away from my faith. And then I started coming here to X Church. And part of that journey for me was rededicating my life to Christ. And then I just went through um, kind of like a soul searching journey of just Mm -hmm. like what I'm actually passionate about. And so I started working, I used to work in an ER, and then I started working at an addiction recovery center. And one of the things that I did there was I got to teach kind of like a life skills class to adults. And I loved it. Like fell in love with just the teaching aspect and being able to answer questions for people and help like lead them in the the right direction. And so I was like, I feel like I really love this. Mm -hmm. And I don't really miss the healthcare aspect of the ER. And then I met my fiance and he is a teacher. So he teaches high school algebra and statistics. And I think sometimes when we see like a passion in someone else, it can kind of encourage that as a passion within us. So that was something that was already brewing. And then I got to see him in his element and he was really encouraging. And so I was just said, it's not too late. And now I'm getting my teaching license. So hopefully, yeah, hopefully I'll have that in the bag in three or four months here this spring. So yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. Right now I'm a substitute. So I work at the middle school and I just bounce around between classes, which is fun because starting to get to know all the students there and I really love it. So I'm excited to have my own classroom and be able to decorate the walls how I want to. (laughs) I just think it's incredible though that you, you had the courage to say, this is where I've set my life up to this point. Yeah. This is this is my goal. I'm going to be a doctor. Yeah. You know, and and then to find out that that wasn't what you were looking for really. Yeah. It is it's a scary thing to make one decision that mm. really just like flips everything over for you. But I think I had a lot of support and I also had a passion which I didn't have prior. So the passion combined with the support, kind of made it um, 
an easy thing for me. It's also very much spiritually led for me as well. And so I just felt that it was one of the most stressful decisions ever, but I also was oddly just never stressed about it. So it was very calming and exciting. And I think that's just how I knew that this was right for me. So that's awesome. Here I am mm-hmm. on the Inspired Podcast. Yeah. So. <laughs> We're glad you're here. Yeah. Yes, we, me too. Uh, we, the thing I love about the three women sitting at this table, we've got Janice, who was on the podcast last year as well. Mm-hmm. And she is in her 60s. Mm-hmm. She's got adult children. She yep. has a lot of wisdom under her belt, a lot of wisdom to offer Megan and I over yeah. here. But you know, the great thing is, is that it go it works both ways. And I yeah. am fully convinced that Megan in her in your twenties mm-hmm. has a lot of things that Janice and I can learn and yes and come around for our lives as well. Um, I mean, I remember you telling a story one time of how when you were in your twenties, mm-hmm. a lady in her fifties came up to you and told her or told you that you had said something so wise and that she had learned from it. Ever really, yeah, it happened. And I remember at the time thinking, I, it, it just took me aback because I was in that position of, you know, when you're 20 and you're looking at older women who live longer and maybe have walked with, you know, walked with Jesus longer or they've had more experiences than you, you, you tend to naturally look at them and saying, oh, they've got it together. They really, really know, you know, I want to listen to them. And when she said that to me, it was like, really? Mm-hmm. You know, but that that really did something in me, though, to say, I do have something to offer. I'm yeah. not, you know, and, yeah. and that is exactly this what the dynamic is here at this table. And then we have you, Jessica, who yep. is kind of in the middle between. Yep. I'm in my us. 30s and have kids in elementary school. So uh-huh. in the thick of the. Well, I don't know. The glorious parenting years. I I have taken a poll <laughs> to all those who have raised kids before me. And the consensus is that the elementary years are the best years. Mm-hmm. I used to pray and say, Jesus, could you come back before my kids <laughs> turn 13? <laughs> and he didn't do it. So I'm sorry. But he didn't do it for me. He's not going to do it for you. So <laughs> I'm about to get there. I mean, my oldest is 11, so. I can see that coming. It's not too far down the road. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> but yeah, so, you know, I think that all of us sitting in here, um, we just, there's a lot we can bring to the table. And then as you, as a listener, um, you, we, we said it last year on our podcast, and we'll say it again, that you have a seat at this table. And really what this is, is a conversation that is being, you know, put out into the world mm-hmm. on the internet for you to have access to, to invite you into a conversation that we're having as well. And uh, maybe it will stretch your knowledge. Maybe it will maybe grow your, um, I don't know, pique your interest to have new experiences. Maybe it will give you a better perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I know that you know every time I, sit in a conversation and talk about topics like we're going to be discussing this season, walk away, always being filled and somehow encouraged and inspired to go make maybe one little small change. So, um, but this season, like, so last season we talked about, you know, we, we landed on three words where, um, we are, Designed by God, so we talked about our design, mm-hmm. who who we are, where we come from, has a lot to do with our identity, 
designed by God to discover. We talked about discovering, discovering our purpose and who we are and, you know, all that. Mm -hmm. And then we talked about dwelling and we had mm -hmm. Pastor Tim's wife, Laura Lee. Favorite. Yeah. On, I, I think that was the most listened podcast out of yeah. last season. It was so yeah. good. Um, and she just offered just crazy cool and great advice on just dwelling and how so many times we make it think we, we make ourselves think it has to be this like set aside time where we yeah. click the worship music on and we've got to, you know, sing every word or read our Bible from <laughs> top to bottom and yeah. all this. But she just, you know, was talking about how it's just more of a lifestyle and mm -hmm. you just dwell as you go and invite God into your situations and, in the car with you and in your conversations with your kids and mm -hmm. all that. So, but this season we are going to dive into some weightier topics, mm -hmm. some heavier topics, um, and some light ones too. It's not all going to be <laughs> doom and gloom. <laughs> um, no. we're going to talk about things like parenting and social media and truth. And you know, what are, what are some other ones we, we've got up our sleeve? Forgiveness. Mm -hmm. That's a that's a big one. Yeah, that's one of them. So, you know, we're by no means experts in these categories, mm -hmm. but instead, we, you know, have a book that we go by for a lot of principles in our life, and that's the Bible. And what I'm always curious is of how to do is in our cultural moment. Yeah. And the things that we deal with on a daily basis, um, relationships and marriage yeah. and dating and kids and all of that. What does it look like to honor God in all of those areas of her life? Mm -hmm. And yeah. um, so that's what we're going to be talking about this season. And I thought just to kick us off in this brand new, sparkly, shiny new year, <laughs> 2022. Jesus. Like, I just remember the, when I was celebrating the year 2000. Isn't that wild? We're in the year I was 2020. Two, you were too. Oh, thank you for reminding us. Well, we're in year 2022. So, um, but I thought we would kick off this year and, and just talk about goals. Yeah. I feel like that's either like a, like, <laughs> or, ooh, I love goals. Yes. Yeah. You're either you really just fall into one of two camps, Janice. Yeah. They can't see me, but I just I just shuddered. <laughs> <laughs> shuddered because you love goals. No, I really don't. <laughs> I love them you know, so I'm much. I'm going to be the one at the table who's you know, um, you know, we t we've talked. Uh, I think we've alluded to things about enneagrams, and I'm not. I'm an enneagram two, with a wing three, and so I don't tend to go towards goals. I will set goals. Mm -hmm. I mean, obviously, you know where you work, you, you have to set goals. This is what I want to accomplish and things like that. But it, it's not an easy thing for me to do. Mm -hmm. I just don't think that way. Um, in, in the way that people will say, well, you need to have a, um, you know, a physical goal and you need to have a intellectual financial goal, goal and a financial goal, goal and a social goal career and a spiritual goal. goal and a career goal and all this. And it's like, you throw that at me and it's I'm very like, overwhelming. I, I'm going to be in the corner curled up in the fetal <laughs> position pretty soon if you don't stop. I just feel so overwhelmed, yes. you know. So those of you who are out there who feel like me, you're not alone. Yes. Yes, our goal Janice is, is on your side. overwhelm you. <laughs> you know, I tend to maybe pick one thing. Yeah. And and not all those areas. I that to me is very overwhelming. Yeah. And so yeah. I will just maybe pick one thing and say, Yeah, this is what I want to work towards this year. Yeah. 
on the Enneagram train, I just learned right before this that Megan's a three just like me. Yes, I love my checklists and I love <laughs> I, the I mean again, you can't see, but she <laughs> literally brings her journal oh yeah with her yep to the podcast and has all of the things written down. I've and got, Janice and I are just sitting here with water bottles. Yep. <laughs> I've got indentations. We Indentate have bullets. <laughs> we have drop downs. I mean, it's all in here. I'm sure. I will say that I am a I am a to do list person. Yeah. So I tend to fall on the opposite side of the spectrum as you, Janice, of I do like goals. I'm not like crazy crazy about them, but I am one of those people that like this happened the other day. I had a to-do list and I was getting things done on it, but also things not done on it. And I was very tempted to go type in the things of my to-do list that I had already accomplished that weren't on my to-do list just so I could check them off. <laughs> I just did that. <laughs> you <Today>. did. <laughs> I made a to-do list like four hours ago and I intentionally added things that I had already done, but I put them like dispersed throughout the list so then after I wrote the list, I could go back through. Does your to-do list have a to-do list? Yes. <laughs> One of my things on my calendar for today was to make my to-do list. Okay. So oh, my gosh. It's done. So then you get to cross out two things. Do well, you, are Megan, you, I'll, I'll just pray for you. Okay. okay. <laughs> Put that on your to-do list, <laughs> yeah, right. Thank you. Well, see, I, I write lists, too. Mm -hmm. I mean, they laugh at me here because <laughs> I, I use a sticky note. And I'll write down, this is what I need to accomplish and things like that. And I'll stick it on my laptop. And the truth is that if they ever stop making sticky notes, mm. I will probably immediately in go into <laughs> Alzheimer's or something. Because <laughs> they are the things that keep my brain organized. Is I can write those things Do out. Do you have a color that you like? Um, well, around here, I only have yellow ones. But boring. It's very boring. Yeah. You know, that pale yellow, yeah. traditional yeah. sticky note. That's got colors. I really, yeah, I really you like need to change your bright routine. colors. You know, so, you know, because when I was a teenager um, and in college, I was a hippie person. <laughs> I love that about you. <laughs> and, and I can totally see it. <laughs> so I think that's probably why I feel the way I Actually, do Actually, do you know why I can see this? Why? Because one Halloween party that we had, oh yeah, I you dressed, were a hippie. Yeah, I dressed up like and a Jesus And you had freak. like daisy chain <laughs> yeah. around your yeah. forehead. Yeah, actually I was a Jesus freak. Okay, which Jesus was, freak. Which is like a Jesus hippie. Right. You know? <laughs> and because I was that too. And um, yeah, I had the one-way Jesus t-shirt and the whole thing. And keep also, on trucking for Jesus. <laughs> I think you could ask anyone that I've talked to about Janice that one of the first things I say is that she just has immaculate skin and she so does. I could definitely see like the hippie side of the you hippie. that uses like all natural Did you use beeswax beauty skin products or and like maybe no. just like Vaseline, <laughs> Vaseline. Like, <laughs> your I, could just, I could just see that because your skin is just so great it's I think it's actually I think it's my Hungarian grandmother I heard that she had beautiful skin so I think oh. I inherited it from her so you know but yeah I I think a lot of people deal with for first of the year, yeah. what am I going to do? You know, I mean, why do you think people do that the first of the year? The whole goal thing. Because it's a brand new year. It's like a clean slate, like a blank board. You get a do-over, that's why. I feel like it's also right after like something really fun. Like you have two holidays back to back. Oh a my lot gosh! Of people yes, you're speaking my language. Off. Yeah, 
two holidays back to back. A lot of people have time off. You spend all that time planning and getting back together with yeah. people and hearing like what everyone's up to in their Eating lives. Christmas cookies. Right. Yeah. And then January hits. And then it's and business. It's like, what am I going to do now? It's business. Yes. Time to get back to it. <laughs> and so then Routines, it's like, what do I want to do? Yeah. Well, that's yeah. true. Well, for Everyone all of our it. like to-do list gurus out there, do you have an app that you use? Either one of you? I am a handwritten to-do list. Oh my gosh, I am till I die. Yeah, I am married to one of the most tech-savvy people I know on the planet, so I always feel this like undercurrent of like anxiety <laughs> that I need to keep up and that I'm going to be left for dead if I'll I don't right embrace technology. <laughs> and so I do. I have a Todoist app, is what. It's called, and oh. it's like the cool thing is, oh my gosh, it just goes so deep into like into you can have a house list and uh, like a grocery list and a to do list mm. and a projects list and a woo. I wish you could see her <laughs> face right now, ladies. She's elated. <laughs> she is just like in love with oh, this yeah. app. <laughs> also, my notes app, just like on my regular phone, is yeah. full oh, of. Yeah, I have to filter. I make my grocery list on my notes app, but everything else is handwritten. And I like to keep completed to-do lists so I can look at them for inspiration. <laughs> <laughs> so it's nice when I have them written out and can like make a full spread. You're like that one time that I yes. got 20 things done in one day. Yes. I, need a, I need a day like that again. Yes. And yeah. I have all different colored pins and I get to make my own shapes for like my bullet points. So I just love my own shapes. I think if we could rank all three of us, I think you would be the most yes. goal oriented person and then me and then Janice. Yeah. I don't know. My goal. I but I think make, I like, actually might have been like that when I was 23. I just feel like. And then I had and kids. Then kids. Oh. <laughs> I love I'll that you guys know <laughs> 10 years down the line what my list looked like. Kids have that thing to do. They just totally mess up. Like, your I don't have a pen to write with. I guess I'll write with the extra poop that's on my hand. <laughs> I would be vomiting. That is one thing I cannot do. Oh, well, y'all, I always joke because, like, between Trey and I, between all the bodily fluids, I can do what do you even call it? Like, ex, like, like poop and pee. What do you even call it? Like, what category is that? Maybe like below the equator. Below. <laughs> and then like above and is then the no-go. like vomit. Trey does vomit. Ugh. I can't. I just can't. <laughs> I worked in healthcare for so long and I did it for so long. Mm -hmm. But the thought of like my child doing it, I feel like it's a sin. Like my child is failing me. If they throw up on me. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh, like, well, sister, it's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. Many times. <laughs> I mean, oh my God. I this would always wake my mom up. Never my dad if I was sick. And she would always end up the one thrown up on. So I don't know why I'm not expecting it. But when the day comes. It's just, it's like, and you probably know this, Janice. I don't really know how we got on this topic. It's like when you're when you're when your little kid has a stomach virus and that they're throwing up. Mm -hmm. It's like it causes the most awkward, weird anxiety in you ever. It's like any sound you hear, you're like, oh, a bull, trash. Like try to get them waste to waste paper basket. Yes, quick. like you just like have this like cat-like reflexes mm -hmm. when you hear any sound. Like in, in the middle of the night. Like, I can't go to sleep. I can hear, like, my heart pounding in my oh, head. And I'm like, no. are they going to throw up? Are they going to throw up? And I'm, I'm about to have to clean their whole bed in the mm -hmm. middle of the night three times. Oh, my and gosh. There was one time, though, that all five of us got the stomach bug in, mm -hmm. in like, 12 hours. And it was so no. bad. No. It was so bad. That's how my daughter got 
I went into labor with my daughter, my my um, her dad and um, my younger son and myself got food poisoning. Oh, and we all oh, got you s- went into labor because you got food. Yep. Po- oh <gasps> my gosh. Oh, so yeah, it was books. it was not it was not fun. It was not fun, but. I remember, you know, I mean, she was only like four days early, so it wasn't like an emergency. But um, I remember we called the obstetrician and he he said, well, I mean, if she passes out, take her, you know, go to the hospital. Otherwise, everything should be fine. And I woke up the next morning and it was like, I am in labor. You get dehydrated. That's dangerous. Yeah. And And it was like, I can't believe this. I just cannot believe Jesus, when I see you face to face, this is one of the things, the questions I'm going to ask you. <laughs> and it was it was oh. on Pizza from Pizza Hut, and I couldn't even oh. watch a Pizza Hut commercial for years. Oh, and I know years. it just like ruins it for you when you get food poisoning. You're like never again, yeah. never again. Will I put that. So how did we get off of goals? Let's I go back. I don't to goals. know. We're talking about bodily fluids. So, but yeah, goals in 2022. Who has them? I don't want to go first. Like, I, don't, I mean, I do, but I'll let someone else go. Yeah. How many? Okay, so I, with goals, I don't do the, like, structured, here's a personal goal, here's a physical goal, here's a career goal. I feel like a lot of my goals are intertwined. And so, like, one of my goals is to get my teaching license. That's career and personal because yeah. there's just, like, a sense of accomplishment yeah. and pride behind it. Mm-hmm. And so for me, I do have goals, but they're not like, I don't have one for every category. But can that, that be a sense. goal when you're already doing it? Yes. It's yes. one of the deals of where you yes. know you're going to like finish it. So it's a good right. check off. And so it goes back to my to-do list <laughs> that I make with things I've already done so I can cross them off. <laughs> so getting my teaching license is a good goal because I'll get that sense of accomplishment. Yes. That every 23-year-old yearns for, you know? Yes. So when I check it off, which I know I will, it'll be great. Mm -hmm. And then I can talk about the goals that I accomplished next year and go back to it in that conversation, too. And then my next goal is to, coming out of that, to get a full-time teaching job. Hopefully in, like, a high school setting, in a science classroom would be nice. So those are my two main goals right now. And then another one that's an easy check-off is to get married. That is six months. You... (laughs) be a goal when you're already engaged unless you could foresee it like not working no absolutely not that's why it's on my list so because i know i'm gonna check it off okay so but do you you have like a spiritual goal too my spiritual goal is as you guys know just from however many minutes we've been talking about checklists and all my bullet points my different colored pins i tend to get really wrapped up in the checklist of each day So a lot of times I will forget to take time for rest or take time to dwell Mm -hmm. with God, like Laura Lee was talking about. Um, And so one of my spiritual goals is to have a defined Sabbath, whether it's a half day or a full day every week, where I can just sit in the presence of God and do things that are enjoyable to me and not worry about the checklist of the day or Mm -hmm. writing to-do lists of things that I've already done or any of that jazz. So um, for me, it's just having the self-discipline to make sure that I set aside time for that each week. And since I'm a to-do list person, I know that it has to be the same day and the same time each week or I won't 
get it done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll just keep pushing it off. And then it'll become part of ne- tomorrow's to-do list. And then I also would like to have a Sabbath that I don't see as like a checklist item. So not as like something to get done, but something that I get to do. Mm-hmm. So what, that's big for me is to just mean? slow down. So to me, Sabbath means time that you set aside to fill yourself back up because I, throughout the week with teaching and leading a small group, I love to pour into people. That's part of my Enneagram three nature as well is pouring into people. And sometimes I forget to fill my own bucket Mm -hmm. back up. Mm -hmm. And so to me, it's not like the old Testament where you sit and you literally cannot do anything. (laughs) Like you just sit in the presence of God. But to me, it might be cooking breakfast and getting laundry done, like, while I listen to worship music, because those are things that I enjoy. Like, mm-hmm. I love doing laundry. Come at me in the comments if you want. <laughs> but you I love doing laundry. Yep, kids. Yeah, so that also might change. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Kids are not bad at all. And they're, like, I love it. I love that I get to fold laundry for I all of them. I love doing laundry. Except for they never put their clothes right side out. And so I always have to put them right side out when they come out of the dryer. Oh, I'm like, yeah. I could be saving 17 more minutes if you guys just flipped your socks around. I always <laughs> flip them right side out before I, I know, put them same, in the wash. Because I'm smart. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think, it, I think it's great that you're talking about trying to find Sabbath mm-hmm. in your week. Um, not that I would have called it a goal this past, this year, this past year is, was that I felt that I needed to start finding time for Sabbath. Yeah. And it came out of a book that, um, I read that had to do with being spiritually healthy. What's the book? Spiritual, spiritually healthy leadership. Okay. Yeah. And, um, one of the things that was talked about in the book is Sabbath. And I remember reading the chapter and just sitting there at, at a roast coffee shop and chill coffee and mm, saying, I can't cry stuff. because there's all these people sitting around here and they'll think that <laughs> she's lost it. And, but I'm, I'm reading this and I'm underlining and I'm doing all these things. And I got my journal out and started writing. And I said, Lord, I have to do this. I feel like if I don't do this, I'm just going to die. I have to. Yeah. And so I picked a day. And for me, what I have found for Sabbath for me is a regular day. And there's some things that I try to do every time. But one of the things I found that um, feeds me and feeds my spirit and feeds my emotions and my, and my woman's heart is beauty. So I do something that has, involves beauty. It might be just going to a park or mm-hmm. it might be going to a museum, or it might be sitting down and, and painting. It, but something that involves beauty, that feeds me. So it's like, find what feeds you. Um, and I slow everything down. And I remember when I first started, it was like, how am I going to do this, yeah. everything else, and only have six days? It's like, mm-hmm. that's just beyond what I could understand. And all I could think of is I'm going to have to jam everything else in and I'm not going to. And I found that by doing that one day, I got more done in the other six and felt better emotionally and physically and mentally than I did, you know, when I was just doing everything seven days a week, you know, just to be able to have the time to sit and just be quiet, Mm -hmm. you know, in, in God's presence and maybe not even say anything. Yeah. I think that's, that's one of the worries of like 
to-do list, checklist driven people Mm -hmm. is I'm sure a lot of us can relate when we feel bored or there's nothing to do. We still sit there and think about all the things that we should be doing. And so I think for a Sabbath, there will be that transition period where it's like, how am I going to get, like, how am I going to do this? And so just hearing you that. You just put it on your to-do list. Right. <laughs> Rest. Yeah. And so then you can check it off at the end of the day. Don't think. <laughs> so then hearing that is very encouraging, Janice, mm-hmm. from you. Here's the deal, though. And I'm going to play devil's advocate. Sabbath with kids is like, what? Yeah. What? Yeah. I can't. I, I have to agree with you because I've thought I don't about know it many how, times. I don't really know <laughs> how you do it successfully. I have read several resources on it because there was, I think it was 2020. Nope. 2019 going into 2020. Mm-hmm. Trey and I both read a book about uh, rest called The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry by John Mark Comer. Yes. Tucker's been telling me to read that. It is it's just fire. I mean, it's so good. Um, and it, it actually was so good that we took a lot of its principles to heart and integrated it into our family, a a pattern of rest. I mean, he gives, he, he goes along and tells why and like how God rested on the seventh day. And it's not that he needed to rest because he's God and like God doesn't need to rest, but he put it as a pattern and for us to follow his Mm -hmm. example And so we embarked upon that and like, it was kind of, it was a lot of like, what does that look like with a, at the time we had a eight year old, a five year old and a two year old, three year old, three year old. And it was a lot of, it was like trying to figure out what does that look like when you have little kids that need to be entertained? Because for Mm -hmm. me, rest would mean I get to sit on the couch and like read a book Mm -hmm. and under a blanket. And I like at the time I had to run around with Phoenix and keep him from falling off the stairs and whatever. And, (laughs) and it was on top of that, it was like, if I missed one day of laundry, it was like, we were all doomed because (laughs) there's 75 loads. That's right. And so we, we had to learn. um, So what we did, I mean, I love what about, I love that book because he, he actually had young kids when he implemented this into his life as well. But he says like, I'm not going to tell you what we did per se on everything because I really feel like you need to figure it out as a family. But, um, we like, we even take some of those things that we did that year and we still implement them now. Like on Saturdays, Saturdays are our Sabbath day and our boys cannot play or interact with screens until noon. Yeah. Or until after lunch. And the same for Trey and I. Like, we have to read a book or, you know, whatever. And so, you know, it came, or it, it was like this with Phoenix is that we would literally put up gates and, like, corral him and just, like, <laughs> let him do whatever he mm-hmm. wanted for quite a while. And, like, the limits were, like, you can't, like, poke your brother's eyes out and you can't, you know, whatever. Or you yeah, can't yeah. climb, you know up this gate <laughs> and over the stairs or whatever. But it, we learned as we went. And then our one thing that we loved f- for that season was that we um, did like a big family dinner and like we did crazy desserts. And so like mm-hmm. I would try to prepare as much as I could the day before mm-hmm. to get ready. So it wasn't taxing on me to cook and do yeah. all the things, but that we could just like have whatever dinner and then just like have a, big dessert and play game and stuff like that. But yeah. it is hard. It's hard with kids. 
Mm-hmm. But it is a really good goal is to like, I mean, like we would say no to a lot of things mm-hmm. and we felt like we were being meanies, like yeah. not letting our kids go to birthday parties and like, but we weren't like, we can't come because we have to stop it. <laughs> good for you. I'm glad you didn't do that. <laughs> we were just like, no, we can't come. Sorry. I mean, yeah. like no explanation, yeah. but it, yeah. I think that's, I think that's a, a good way to explain it though, because it is going to look different than for you with, with kids. Yeah. And then it is for me, you know, my kids are all grown, mm-hmm. you know, and I live by myself and, you know, and for Megan, it's all going to be different, but I think it can still accomplish the same thing. And I think it's a, I think it's a great goal to have, yeah. to have that space, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but I think when it comes to, you know, new year's resolutions, goals, all those things that you hear people talk about. I mean, how many times have you heard the person say, this is, this is the year Yeah, I'm going to get in shape yeah. and I'm going to lose those 15 pounds. Or I'm going to do this. Or I'm going to do that. And then it gets really, you know, it gets bogged down and it all disappears. And I think maybe some of that is just, are you really choosing a goal that is something you can accomplish or that you really are passionate about or that really means something to Mm -hmm. you Mm -hmm. rather than the normal kind of stuff that people normally do. I know one of my goals for this year, and I know putting this out there makes me totally accountable Mm -hmm. to everybody who listens to this. (laughs) (laughs) Is that I'm a real uh, fan of um, the Bible project. Oh, I love that. Yeah. And they have available on their website, uh, graduate level biblical classes and my if you want to call it my goal for this year is I want to take one of those classes that's cool that'd be cool and they are I I've done one where I've just it's been like three the first three sessions and I'm like oh my gosh this is so good I mean but it's a it's a time commitment I mean you're talking about like 42 hours of of video and stuff yeah. to do and things like that but I'm just like I really, really want to do that. And that is my one thing. Last year it was the Sabbath, and this year it's it's that. I love that. Cool. Very singular in mind. Yeah. Just Maybe it's because my mind can't focus on more than <laughs> well, one thing. Well, my husband hates goals. I mean, like, he, like, I learned that early on in our marriage, that I am, like, a goal setter to the max, and then he, it just is, like, to him. <laughs> like, he just can't, like, doesn't like it. I think it's because he doesn't, he can't, I don't think he can execute a goal perfectly every time. And so it like makes him mad. What's his Enneagram? One. Yep. <laughs> I was going to guess He's that. like, well, if I can't do it perfectly, then I'm not going to do it at all. <laughs> but, you know, in a weird way, I mean, it's funny because he leads people. Don't you think you should, you know, have goals? He, he knows it's almost like it's not a goal to him. It's more of a lifestyle. Yeah. And I like feel like I feel like because I, I don't have any specific goals this year. Mm-hmm. And I really think it's because over the years I've set myself up for failure and getting mad mm-hmm. at myself and like living in the like anger of like, I'm worth nothing because I didn't, couldn't do this. And like, and it, honestly, it was really hard in those like young years with my kids to like, I would always have like physical goals. Like I want to work out, I want to lose this much weight or I want to, you know, do this or that. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times my schedule restricted me and I wanted to do it. And I know that I like for really the things that I'm passionate about, I will re uh, you arrange your schedule for the things that you're passionate about. But at that time it was like, I was setting these goals that were honestly 
in my opinion, outside the range of what God really wanted to do in me. Because so many times I would set goals and say like, you know, I want to do this. I want to start this. I want to, you know, be a part of this. I want to serve. I want to build like, and really what I feel like God did in me was refocused and recalibrated my goals to be more things more like your ministry is your motherhood. Mm. And so you might not be able to go out on like girls nights or date nights every Mm. week or whatever. It just might not work in your schedule, but you can be the best mother that you can be and I will help you through it. And so I feel like I threw out the goals probably five years ago and started implementing words I mean, that's a thing. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. you have a like, a, like a yearly word. Mm-hmm. And as funny as it sounds, like <clears throat> I just was asking God, like I was just praying one day. I was vacuuming and doing laundry and because that's a lot of times like when I pray. Mm-hmm. And I really just feel like these three words popped in my head. And at first I was like, oh, that's cool. Three words. And then I was like, oh, wait, I think that God has given me those words. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as funny as it sounds, just like. That's, that can be God. That can be yeah. the prompting of the Holy Spirit just to like kind of land something in your brain that you weren't previously thinking about, but then you started thinking about. Yeah. And those goals or those words were simple and sustainability and um, steadfast. So I kind of took those words and I was like, God, what do you, what do you want to do with those words? And from then on, like two years ago, Really, anything that I set my mind to do has to fall under the umbrella of those three words. Is it simple? Like, because mm-hmm. I've always desired to have, like, to lead a simplistic life. And I think that we have that example through Christ yeah. as mm-hmm. he walked this earth. He was very simple. Like, he didn't complicate things. Like, it was very, like, his story and his messaging and his gospel is simple. Right. And so we should have the same outlook on life too. And I think so many times I tried to complicate my life because I was, you know, looking at it from too many different angles and trying to, you know, roll it around in my head and it just became, I was in my head and it became complicated. Yeah. So really like I, if, if I ever get into a space where I feel like I'm in a rut or I'm in a hard space or then I have to ask myself like, am I, is, is my lifestyle and is my thought, my thinking life like being simple mm-hmm. and then steadfast I remember really that word um, because my husband and I, like we moved from Texas about seven years ago and then we moved into like a little house that we rented in Reynoldsburg and then we knew we wanted to buy a house. So we moved to Pickerington Mm -hmm. and then we were in Pickerington for three years and then we just kind of had this like unsettling feeling of like, like, is it wrong to just want to like move? Yeah. Because I was raised in the same house for the bulk of my life and Mm -hmm. it felt really weird and you know, against the grain to just like hop around so many times. Mm -hmm. And I really had this desire to just stay like I might want to move, but I want to tell my emotions and my feelings just stay Mm -hmm. because I really feel like that's also an example that Christ set for us is like, like sustainability. Um, And so I just, I don't know. I, that, that word came to my mind and then what was that simple? I haven't written down simple, sustainable. Steadfast? Steadfast. Oh, that's what it was. Steadfast was the house. Mm -hmm. And then um, sustainable, like, 
I don't want to invest any of my time in something that's just trendy or mm. uh, like fluke or like here today, gone tomorrow. I want to invest my time in something that's steadfast and eternal. And really that was where like the motherhood thing came in of like, I will be a mom until I die. And yeah. so mm-hmm. am I, if I'm using my resources and my energy to invest in things that are eternal and that has a lot to do with like really wanting to give my time away and volunteer and pour into other women and stuff like that, because that goal to me and that word is, is sustainable. It's, it will last for a long time. Yeah. I think that's a good way to do it. I know a lot of people will do that and say, this is my word for the year. Mm-hmm. And um, I know last year and the year before, I had the same word, and it was possibilities. Mm-hmm. And it's always interesting when you start out. You, I don't know about anybody else, but for me, it's like I have all, all the thoughts in my head about, oh, maybe this is possible, and yeah. that's possible, yeah. and all those kind of, and it's not turned out that way. Um, if anything, I think for me that that word has come to mean of all the possibilities of how Jesus can meet you wherever you are. Yeah, yeah. No matter how hard it is, um, how dark the wilderness is at the moment, or how stressful things are in your life, or unexpected things that come, any of those things, the it, whatever the possibilities are, Jesus can meet you right there, mm-hmm. and he's right there with you in the midst of it, and he's walking you through it. And I think that that's what it ended up being for me. Yeah. Um, have no idea. I, I really haven't gotten anything for this year, so I'm not sure about about that. I read something um, a couple months ago I thought was very interesting about goals, that people who really like to do the goals things, that so often the things that we pick are very, um, like, self-improvement yeah. mm-hmm. and very inward-focused. And which not that there's something necessarily wrong with that, but the suggestion they made was also think about something that's outward. Mm-hmm. Others focused. Other focused. You know, like make like a goal to um, I'm going to, you know, encourage somebody every day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, try to do that every day or, you know, get involved in a community organization or something that is to make that as a goal too to do something that's outside yourself rather than mm-hmm. totally be focused in on what I can do to make myself better. Let's just add that to the list and make it a community goal. Yeah. Let's <laughs> <laughs> I pulled up a list of, <laughs> I pulled up a list of uh, goals and it was funny because I was like, wow, there's a lot. Career oh. goals, educational goals, per- personal growth goals, relationship goals, spiritual goals, social goals, Financial goals, lifestyle goals, health goals, business goals, retirement goals, community goals. I think I saw that same list, and each one had like eight or nine different goals under it. Oh, geez. That's impossible. That's like 80-something goals. I was going to say. I know. That is a list. (laughs) Yeah, you're like, you think I'm bad. Even I will not choose that list. I (laughs) To me, that's like a recipe for disaster. Yeah. Yes. Well, speaking of recipes, one of my like kind of weird goals is to develop a recipe box because I feel like I always go back and try and find recipes that I Googled like Mm -hmm. three months ago and I can never find the same recipe. And so one of my goals this year is to make (laughs) a recipe box. Like a physical because I love handwriting things. Yes. And And then my kids make really, really cute ones too. 
I on Amazon want to go to. I think it's like the paper company or something. Yes. In yep. And I just know when I walk in, I'm never going to leave. So I might as well get everything <laughs> that I want. You know there. what you should do? You should get one and then hand out the index cards to all your friends and tell them to put yeah, your their yes. favorite recipe on it. I and should do that. Because like when I got married, that was what someone did for my, one of my showers mm-hmm. is that they sent out a recipe card with the invitation. That was when we did mail invitation. Okay, right. Um, and then invitation. then they brought it back and taped it to the gift. And like I have so many people's That's handwritings. So cool. and oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. It is really fun. I want to do that. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do that. I'm adding that. Adding As that bullet. Just, yep. Indent. You, I didn't see you write it down. You should probably just write <laughs> it down. a pen. Oh, which gosh. Which is so unlike me. <laughs> well, like I said, we're not experts in any of these areas. Yeah. Um, really just a conversation to just maybe you want to have a conversation with your girlfriends or your family. Um, maybe, maybe this podcast gave you a little bit of freedom to not have a list and to not (laughs) have to have goals in order to be successful and known so yeah Yeah. but but you also can have a list with bullet points but but you you can too (laughs) right so share this episode with your friends um as always you can email us into um inspired at the x.church Send in your favorite recipes. I'll yes. be collecting we'll them. We'll be giving there them to go. Megan, and I am also going to be printing some as well. Yes. 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 But come back next week. We'll have an entertaining episode for you. Yep. We'll yeah. see you guys then. See you soon. Thanks so much for listening. Our hope is that everyone who hears these episodes, near or far, would know that the invitation at our table is always open. You might not be sitting at this table, but our desire is that you would join in on these conversations. So if you were inspired by today's talks, send us an email at inspired at the x.church. We'd love to hear your thoughts, stories, and questions. And as always, don't forget to rate and review wherever you listen to podcasts.